Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Monday the 24th of April. Today I am joined by Duncan Balkan, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi there, Duncan. How are you doing today? Hi there, Peter. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Very good. Um, so, um, you know, today, um, oh, actually, I've just better say, yeah, today, um, for those um, who are subscribers to Watson's Daily, I sent out a pre- preview of this week. It's actually a bit longer than normal because there are so many um, company results coming out this week. So look out for that if, in case you're not, you know, open to it or whatever, but there's, there's a lot in there. Anyway, um, right, let's talk about uh, today. Um, yeah. What um, subject did you, um, did you, you uh, take from uh, Watson's Daily today? Yeah, so there's one story uh, it was as early today that I think is very on-brand for me in terms of things I normally talk about. Yeah. Um, so I think that is a nice, easy start to the week. Um, yeah. So it's a story from the Wall Street Journal. It aims to kind of a view uh, inside the struggle to make lab-grown meat. So yes. um, anyone that's listened to podcasts for a while will know that anytime there's a an alternative meat story, I tend to jump on it because I think it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, so this is... Um, it's kind of an interesting insight, and it's kind of talking about the practicalities, actually, of growing yeah. meat in a lab. Yeah. Um, so the FDA has actually approved cultivated chicken now as being officially kind of safe to eat. Yeah. Which I think is a massive, massive step mm. uh, in terms of these kind of alter, alternative meat sources. Mm. Um, having one that's actually FDA approved uh, as, as safe to eat is, is mm. a big move. Mm. However... The problem with these alternative meats, as has always been the case, I think, has been the ability to scale and make make production financially viable. Mm. Um, and a lot of that obviously re- relies on order volume, but a lot of that also relies on kind of the processes involved as well. Mm. Um, and now you were telling me earlier that one thing inside this article actually is, is the fact that it's taking hundreds of bottles to create a few chicken fillets for mm. one of these companies. As in, which, as in they're, they're made in the bottles, not they're made yeah, of, of the uh, bottles. Crushing them really fine powder and mixing water. Crunchy, crunchy uh, chicken breast. Yeah, um, no, so, so you're looking at a hundred of, and I, I say, I, I missed a word, like hundred hundreds of disposable bottles mm. to make a few chicken breasts, which obviously then I think negates the whole point really of, of mm. trying to make a more environmentally friendly way of eating meat because actually if you're using hundreds of disposable bottles it's, mm. it's just not it's just not really achieving what it's meant to be achieving mm. um so there are lots of companies working on this i think upside foods is one my favorite company name of all is eats just just i think it's yeah <laughs> properly yeah. cheeky company Prob- probably yeah probably i mean they maybe they had to just um uh choose that because of course there was you know there's just eat in there as a uh, takeaway, so ironically, but yeah. Close, isn't it? yeah. So they, they need to start exclusively supplying. Yeah, yeah. But they just a, a mouthful trying to eat just, just eat, just. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. do takeaways. They'll have to go <laughs> on delivery, won't they? <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, yeah, so obviously, like I said, this, the process isn't there yet. The scale mm. isn't there yet. Mm. And I think the idea in, on the whole that you can grow meat, feed the population, which, let's be honest, is still growing. World population is still growing. Um, if you can make it in a way that obviously has less impacts on the planet in terms of both the effect on the animals involved mm. and, and the effect on the climate in general, mm. then it's a great thing. But at the moment, the practicalities are just kind of, it's just not really looking practical. Mm. Um, mm. And like I said, with, with these processes being reliant on so many different ingredients, 
yeah. in so many different kind of disposable materials. It just doesn't feel like a particular <laughs> a particularly great kind of place to be in, although mm. they're starting to get FDA approval. Mm. And I was saying to you earlier, I think one of the problems with this might actually be that a lot of these companies are still trying to produce this alternative meat, lab-grown meat, mm. look exactly like the inverted commas real thing. Mm. And I think that could be where they're falling down because it's surely got to be easier to produce a block of this <laughs> stuff or a mince of this stuff than it is to try and produce something that actually looks like a chicken breast. Yeah. Uh, I... So I'm, I'm wondering whether that's the process that needs kind of changing in terms of a customer expectation, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's quite interesting. It, it reminds me of a, a story uh, I talked about ages ago about there was, um, you know, with, with, um, so this wasn't actually, you know, um, lab grown meat, but it was a meat alternative made by a brilliantly named company uh, called Omnipork. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and that actually had, did pork mints. And the idea was, you know, this is a, I think it was a Chinese, always a Hong Kong based company. Um, and China is the biggest, you know, consumer in the world of pork. And so obviously if the, if this stuff got, you know, caught on, it would be, it would have a major impact. Um, I don't think it has particularly at the moment, but this is quite interesting because I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at this, uh, looking at the photo now, um, in the wall street journal article. And it does. When I looked at it, I thought, "Oh, it does look like a chicken breast." Um, they're, by the way, they're calling it a fillet um, rather than a chicken breast because the chicken breast is, you know, c- comes from a real chicken, I guess. Whereas this yeah. doesn't. Um, yeah, breast and, is kind of an anatomical term. Yeah, you can't really use that. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like, you know, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think that it looks sort of looks basically. It looks like a kind of softer, slimier. Um, version of a, of a chicken breast mm, but yeah but you know like you say i would have thought that one of the most difficult things to do to make with this is surely the stringy like if you get a bit of cooked chicken and you pull it apart you'll see it's like almost like stringy it's it's like there's a grain as it were you know mm. go, going through and i would imagine that must be really difficult although maybe it's easier because you're growing actual meat as opposed to you know, shoving some, um, uh, you know, a mushroom pro- and pea protein together and, and trying to do this. But even so, yeah. it does seem strange. And you would have thought, surely, things like chicken mince would be far more scalable um, than, um, you know, an easy, quick, you know, far more easy and quickly scalable um, than it would be to, say, grow a load of these fillets. Um so yeah, yeah. Definitely. you think minces or anything you can like you could cook in like a, a block and slice for kind of sandwich meats and things like that would be mm. easier than trying to create something like I said that looks and has the texture of a fillet. The only thing I could think of to make something that has that kind of that you described is if you could mm. like 3D print it maybe because then you can mm. control commas like, <laughs> the brush strokes, I guess, of the printer to make it that sort of thing. Yeah, and then, then then that isn't scalable either, is it? And no. It's it's tough. Uh, I can I totally appreciate what they're trying to do, and mm. obviously the environmental impact they're trying to have by doing this. But mm. at the moment, it just doesn't seem to be the technology there to achieve what they want to achieve. Mm. Mm. Which which is kind of sad, I guess. But mm. No, it is. Progress, I guess being, being FDA approved is definitely progress. I think that in, on itself is, is big news. Yeah, it's just getting the processes there to. Yeah. To, to yeah. With, I no, I agree. I agree. I mean, I think it's. Uh you know, it's tricky. Um, and, and 
you know, but it is it is a major step forward. So I suppose the next stage is more people put loads of money into it and then it becomes a thing. And, you know, it is, I guess, the best of both worlds in the sense that you've got the, the meat and the taste, but you've mm. not got the, the slaughtering and stuff that goes with it. Um, yeah. So, you know, and, and it can be more efficient, um, all that kind of thing. So I don't know. I don't know. In my lifetime, will this happen? I would have thought so. Um, I would have. I, I can imagine it happening. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, really, when I, I was. Everyone was sort of up in arms about you know genetically modified crops and things like that. And I, I'm pretty sure that they do that in America now. So, yeah. you're, you know, they've been doing that in America for a while. So, um, so yeah, you know, I, I think that this this could. Well, I mean, just imagine that. You know, we're eating genetically more modified crops and eating cultivated meat. I mean, how incredible is that? Um, yeah, what a time to be alive. Exactly. Um, potential, yeah. so much potential. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, okay, well, look, I'll, we'll go, we'll park that one because I think that's, um, yeah. And uh, I'll just go on to talk about um, today. Um, I was, I, it, I wanted to talk about UK inflation um, because um, obviously a lot of people are t- talking about inflation at the moment. So I just, managed to knock my headset there but uh the yeah so um a lot of people talk about inflation at the moment um you've got andy haldane who who used to be the um a bank of england economist um and he was he was um uh yeah he's he is saying that he reckons that inflation is going to halve in the next six months so that is i think that's quite a bold call because obviously last week we heard it was um high it was 10.1 percent which was higher than everyone expected everyone was expecting it to be but you know to dip below 10 percent but you know to halve in six months i think is quite you know interesting um i would say that andy haldane most recently because i don't remember what he's done you know in the past but he seemed to me to be more attuned to what was actually happening in the economy and inflation itself um, than the governor of the Bank of England, uh, Andy, Andrew Bailey, who, like everyone else um, who also got it wrong, um, was saying, oh, no, inflation, it's just temporary. Don't worry about it. This is just a blip. And then, of course, it is not a blip, um, which we and we predicted it. You and I, we predicted it. Right. You know, we did. They, they should have listened to us. But anyway, um yeah, Andy Haldane um, caught on to it earlier. Um, that's not to say that, you know, he's got it right this time. But, um, but yeah, he says in six months, it's quite interesting. He is a well-known economist. He has done it for a long time. Uh, but he's not Bank of England's economist anymore. That guy's Hugh Pill. Um, so, anyway, I, I think this is interesting because wouldn't that be great if it did come down? You know, you know if, it was, it, if inflation was uh, cut in half. But then when you think about it, if you think, okay, six months time, where are we going to be? We're going to be towards the end of October. Mm-hmm. We're going to be in autumn, well and truly in autumn, if not, you know, heading towards winter. And I think, you know, two of the big components of, of um, inflation have been energy prices and food prices. Now, last week we saw that um, the Office for National Statistics took the unusual uh, option of criticizing um, UK supermarkets about not passing on lower food prices to customers. Um, so there's that, you know, there, there, there's, there's, so there's the prospect of 
food prices going down but with yeah. regard but the the only thing i i sort of wonder about is energy prices because at that point in the year we we're, we're going to have had the summer presumably people will be switching on the heating again we are told that the the um energy stocks in europe for instance are are pretty good um at the moment and they should be okay for the winter but you just don't know do you i mean if 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 this year happens to be particularly cold for instance rather than la- you know uh, last year being particularly mild i mean it could be you know quite a different story so and that's the thing with this isn't it it's it's a very bold prediction to predict mm. uh, kind of a, a cut by a half mm. with so many unknown variables still yeah because you don't know what's going to go on with that you don't know what's going on with the conflict currently in europe mm. you don't know what's going on around that. You, there's so many um, unknowns that really directly impact that figure mm. Mm. and this is for me uh, it's a uh, to me, it feels overly optimistic. He could be mm. right. He, mm. he could be right. And I would love for him to be right. And mm. Well, wasn't that fantastic? Yeah. Um, but it just feels a little bit on mm. the over-optimistic side yeah. um, to say cut by a half. Mm. Like a significant drop, maybe, but a half, a half is a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. Absolutely. And I think actually with food as well, you know, you kind of think, well, we're also beholden to the weather and things for that. Because, of course, last year there was, a lot, you know, there was not much rain harvests weren't very good i mean you know i was saying today's watson's daily about how um olive oil, price of olive oil um has has gone through the roof because of mm. because of poor harvests um and again you know remember those remember the shelves remember the empty shelves only a few months ago of sal- you know salad crops you know nothing mm. and nothing nothing there so you know again I, I suppose we are beholden a bit to the weather in terms of um crops generally so that for you know that's important for the food prices but also we need to be wary of what um you know utility bills going to do so it looks like they're going to go down i can imagine they will go down especially going into the summer um but it's just what will happen after that so um so anyway i mean i it's, it's interesting hopefully it will go down hopefully he's right um it seems like you know the general consensus seems to be at the moment that we are at or very ne- near the peak of uh interest rates i think the consensus is at the moment is maybe another 0.25 percent interest rate rise mm. um but yeah but you know it seems we're at the peak i hope we are <laughs> Yeah, like I said, if we are at the peak and, you know, we get some sort of resolutions in mm. Russia and Ukraine in the next six months and mm. touch wood, our farmers have a really good harvest this year. Because, yeah. Let's be honest, a lot relies on that as well. And mm. I mean, so far, the weather seems to be right for them yeah. so far. My, yeah. I've got um, half my family are farmers and they seem to be a lot more optimistic this year so far. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. but, but again, it's one of those, it, it could all go wrong in a couple of months well, uh, in the harvest course, anyway. So, course, um, course, yeah. but. But with all those things kind of aligning, yeah, we could we could be seeing a significant in that, in that rate, but uh, mm. save it as much as a half. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I, I well, like look, it a bit half, yeah, let's <laughs> let's see. Do you know what? Again, I need to write this down. I think I need to write this down like today, Andy Haldane, and we revisit this on the twenty fourth of uh, on the twenty fourth of October. And the other one that I'd really like to make to to do is the. Um, the IMF's prediction of the UK's GDP growth, because yeah. I th- I think they're going to be very wrong. So it'd be quite interesting. Because <laughs> so it'd be quite interesting to see what happens there. But uh, but anyway, um, well I guess we'll leave it for there. Um, as I say, 
today's um, Watson's Daily had, um, you know, uh, how many was it? 16 stories today. Um, there, was, there was a load of stuff on the macro um, stuff, uh, you know, macro things. BP is going to be very interesting this week because um, they're, they're having a meeting. They're going to come under a lot of pressure from the environmental lobby. Um, there's some good stuff on tech because this is a big week for tech and the reporting season for all the big ones are going to be reporting this week. Um, and then, <clears throat> um, yeah, you know, there's, there's other uh, bits on, you know, Pepsi. Uh, that was a, that was an interesting story. And car makers being um, surprised about how, how well um, China's car makers are doing in terms of their, um, uh, you know, the, the technology that they're putting in their cars. But, you know, my point in, on there is that, well, the thing is, you've still that's all good, but you've got to still convince the consumer, you know, the end yeah. customer. Are you going to buy a car, the make of which you've never heard of, and you've never seen anyone drive one, you don't know what it's like, what the reliability is like, and or are you going to wait or are you going to pay a bit more for something you know so there's all that there's loads of stuff in today and the other last thing is um uh, i'm going to be doing a review of the month's news next uh next wednesday so uh, if you want to listen into that and uh please uh please sign up on on the link um that's on our socials it's on watson's daily today um, because actually I will not from now on be doing Thursday night, uh, weekly calls. Um, things are changing. We're changing a lot of stuff uh, quite soon in Watson's daily. So if you, if you want to hear more, <laughs> you want to hear me, my voice and, uh, you know, summing stuff up, then, uh, that's going to be your one and only opportunity. Um, unless, uh, well, there, there'll be some other opportunities coming up soon. But anyway. Um, I shall leave it there. Um, thank you very much indeed, uh, Duncan, for your thoughts today. Um, and we shall be back again tomorrow. Many right. thanks. Okay, tomorrow. Bye. Bye.